This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone. This is Becky Robinson, and I'm back for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And I'm so excited for today's guest. Today, I'm speaking to Case Lane, and Case is an expert about podcasting. Aubrey on my team actually found Case as a guest for us, and she said that Case would be so fun. So I think this is going to be a really fun episode. Welcome, Case. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So as we dive in today, I hope you'll take a moment to tell our listeners about your work in the world and what you're most passionate about in your work. Absolutely. So I'm a writer and a podcaster and an entrepreneur. I prepare aspiring entrepreneurs to get started in this exciting world of online business. And in doing that as a writer, I started guest podcasting and realized that there was not a lot of really good resources around how to do it yourself. You could always hire an agency, but how do you actually do it yourself with so many now 2 million podcasts that are out there and just so many topics you could talk about? I taught myself how to do it and I then started guest podcasting and then built the tools and resources for other people to do it as well. I think it's just such an outstanding way to get your message out there, to connect, to build your own network and to really use this new exciting communication medium to launch whatever you've decided to do with, with what you're doing in the world as well. Wonderful. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'd love for you to start with talking to our listeners about the value that you've found and that your clients have found in being a podcast guest. Yeah, absolutely. This is an opportunity to really state your message. And even you could be a writer. And so you have your book, you've written about a particular subject, it could be fiction, it could be you've written a great story. And this is your chance to tell the audience about it in this listening form. And podcasts have grown so much recently and, and you know, the last few months, especially. So people enjoy just being able to listen in on conversations that they couldn't hear before and to get some inside information. And if you're a writer, you're telling different stories about it. You're telling maybe about your research process that led you to the particular subject or the inspiration for your fiction or something like that. So it's a chance to reach a bigger audience and you and the podcaster are working together to add value because it's for their listeners and you're hopefully obviously that their listeners become your listeners in a way that through the podcast as well. And, you know, if you're so if you're an entrepreneur, you're promoting your product, maybe you're just a subject matter expert on something and you know something new. So you can also get that out there. So for people, if you're afraid of public speaking, they go, no, it's too nerve wracking. But podcasting is a comfortable way to get into public speaking because it's you and the podcaster having that conversation. Sure, millions of people will hear it later. But but for now, it's just, you know, the two of you having the conversation and it's a record that you could keep pointing back to. It's an asset that sits out there. You can tell other people about it, which we hope you do. You know, Then you can also, let's say somebody wants to bring you on as a speaker somewhere. You can say, oh, well, I did a podcast interview. You can listen here. So it's just, it provides, you know, it has a long shelf life. Right now, podcasts are basically lasting forever because uh, there's no reason to take them down, you know, assuming somebody's paying for the hosting. So that's something that you have and you could just keep using it and go back to it all the time. 
I love that. So before recording with you, I did read an article that you wrote about this idea of being a guest on podcasts. And you called this like the guest star idea. (laughs) So talk to us about what you mean by being a guest star and the value that that creates. Yeah. Oh, thank you for checking out my blog. The analogy there is when you think about when you're watching a TV show or it says special guest star, special guest appearance. And so that's that person who's bringing a little something extra to the normal routine of the show. And so you, you know, especially if it's a big name, you you certainly have, as an audience member, you have a little bit of anticipation, like, oh, there's something new and exciting going to be happening this time. So there are shows, obviously there are podcasts that have guests on all the time. And there are a lot of listeners who will look at the podcast episode descriptions and that's what they're looking for. Like, oh, I want to hear what this person has to say about this. And so they'll listen to that episode because of that particular guest. So that's the role that you start to play if you're doing guest podcasting. You are providing that extra piece of excitement for the show. And obviously you want to be delivering value all the time because the reason that some listener wants to hear you is because you've got some value for it. Personally, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I personally like the ones that I call teaching podcasts where you actually have to sit there and take some notes because it's suddenly you realize that your value that is something that you really want to go back to. And so you have to make it either make a note of what show it was or take some notes while you're doing it. But that's really what it's about. It's being that person who is providing that little extra for that particular episode. I love that concept. So I'm curious, you talk about training people to do it themselves in terms of seeking these guest Mm -hmm. podcast opportunities. So I'm hoping that we can spend a few minutes talking about some of the best practices associated with doing that. And I'm wondering what elements you think are essential to include if you are pitching a podcast host because you want to be a guest. Yeah. So number one, just that you connect what you're going to say to what that show is about. So you do your research, you make sure you've read the show description, you've listened to some episodes, and you could have seen, for example, that there was a previous guest who talked about the same general subject that you talk about. So you then want to bring, what is your angle to it? Make it something different. There's like, there's more to the story, something like that. So you really want to make sure when you're creating that pitch that you really make it clear to the podcaster that you know what their show is about. And I don't care if you're doing like 200 pitches a month or something like that. Each one you should treat individually, giving its own time of research, really do reach out on a very specific, in a very specific way, give some subject ideas. So you've looked at their show and say, I realize you've not talked about this or you have spoken about this, but you haven't spoken about it in this way, or here's a brand new topic that I think your audience might be interested in because you did this and really show that you can make that connection with the podcaster. I think if you get that into your pitch email, that's really helpful because if you're a podcaster, if you're on the other side of it, and you're receiving pitches, and sometimes they don't even put the show name in, and you can just tell it's a template. (laughs) You're forcing the podcaster to think about who you are and what value you'd have and all that kind of stuff. No, you just got to put that into the pitch right up front, save the podcaster the time and the effort of doing that, answer all their questions for them ahead of time, and then you've really set yourself up. Even You still might not get a response, but at least you've done a good job in presenting what your particular subject could be. Yeah, I love that. And I keep thinking about this pitch that I received where the person pitching said, so-and-so is a fan and has listened to your show Mm -hmm. and then proceeded to offer a pitch that had nothing to do with what we talked about. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
unfortunately, that's really common. I'm so surprised. You know, you think now people get a little bit smarter about that, but no, it's really, really common just to send out a bunch of emails that are not related to the show. It's sad. Yeah, it was disappointing for me as well. So is there anything else that you think podcasts are looking for that people can keep in mind to help them set themselves apart when they're going out to seek these opportunities? When you're doing the show, you want to think about how is that show going to be promoted? So there's a lot that goes on. You know, a lot of podcasters talk about this. Like, how do we get the show promoted? Because obviously there's the big podcast, the top 100, but there are 2 million podcasts. People are talking about so many different subjects. So you want to be able to present to the podcaster a way that makes their stand out in whatever the particular industry or genre or, or is. You want to help them think about a way that they have a specific angle that can also reach maybe even new people. It could be hashtags or something like that, like a way that you can really draw attention to that particular episode and why it means so much more and why it's different and, and how you could help them promote it. I think it's something to watch out for. It's going to get more and more sophisticated because the the big shows are getting a lot of attention and more money and so on. So the other shows are looking at how they could differentiate themselves, what could be some of the subjects that they could be talking about, how they could do more exciting things with promotion. What I'm trying to do is go back to shows as well and point out, okay, I I spoke about something on this show or something on that show, and then tie that into things like my blogs and other things. So I think that's what you want to keep in mind is how you can really, again, I mentioned how it's win-win for you and the podcaster. So you want to keep that in mind. How can you help make sure that that episode gets out there and people are listening or finding it? Because podcast discovery is mostly word of mouth, right? (laughs) Definitely. So you mentioned, Case, how many podcasts there are out there right now. So as someone who who's looking to take a DIY approach to discover shows that might be a fit for their topics and then to pitch those podcasts. What tools or tactics do you recommend to people to find the right podcast to even pitch? Yeah. So what you're going to be doing is using the podcast directories. Now, the directories are the places where all the podcasts are listed. And there are some, they're the big ones like Apple and Amazon Music and so on. And then there are all sorts of other ones that you might not have even heard of that are either tied to apps or they're just websites. Now, I've looked at a lot of directories. I think I've looked at more than 80. There is not one that gives you all the information you need right up front. So you have to play with it a bit. And there's a couple of things you really want to look for. So we talk about, yes, there's 2 million podcasts, but podcasts last forever. So they're not all active. And you, as somebody who wants to be interviewed, you absolutely want to know what was the last episode upload date. That's what I got the last time a show was uploaded. Because sometimes you look, oh, it's a great description. It's perfect. It's your topic. It's awesome for your book. And then you realize, oh, they haven't done a show in a year. And the thing is, most podcasters don't do a final episode. So there's no way to sort of glance at it and realize it's over. And also some podcasters are not over. They're just taking a break. <laughs> so you, I actually give it a six-month window. If I see a show was posted in the last six months and everything else looks good, I will reach out to the podcaster to say, hey, are you still doing your show? You know, and tell them, and again, put the pitch together. So you want to watch for that. And look at the episode descriptions I mentioned before. Make sure that you are looking at a show that does interviews. Look at episode duration. If every episode is two to five minutes, you know, maybe it's just tips of the day and it's not an interview show. So everything, again, the descriptions, podcasters are writing their own descriptions. Descriptions could be anything from one or two lines to five paragraphs telling you everything that they're, you know, they're doing. So you're not really sure. So that's another reason you have to listen to the show because 
sometimes the episode descriptions are all the same. And if you, unless you listen to the show, you're not really sure what they're doing. So make sure, so you're going to use the podcast directories. The first thing you want to do, get your keywords together. So that's based on whatever your subject is. Pick a broad range of keywords because most of the directories, are they're not sophisticated search engines like a Google or an Amazon. So they're only looking at show titles. So I always use this example. If you speak about tulips, <laughs> you want to find, there's 42 tulip podcasts, by the way. So you want, you want to find the tulips, but you also want to look up flowers. You want to search for gardening, search for fragrance, things. So you're going to be searching by keyword in these podcast directories. So create your keyword list first. And then when you go into the directories, start searching and you see the results come back. You check the last episode upload date, make sure it's an active show. And then if it looks active, begin your research. Check the show description, the episode descriptions, the episode duration, listen to the show. I usually listen while I'm checking. Then you want to go out to the website, see if there's a show website, a host website. That's where you're going to find contact information most of the time. And also when you're on the website, you have a chance to take a look at the the host bio, see if there's any connection there. So again, you could put that into your pitch, like, oh, I noticed you worked at such and such a place, so did I, that kind of thing. That's the process. So it's a process of taking the time to go through everything. But in my opinion, when you do it yourself, you give yourself a lot more chances to interview. Because I've seen some of the agencies, and I don't know them all, obviously, but some of the ones I've looked at, maybe for what they're charging, they might give you one or two interviews a month. But if you're doing your own research, you could probably come up with dozens of interviews a month. And not only that, when you're reaching out directly to the podcaster, you're actually building your network at the same time because you're reaching out to people who are talking about what you're interested in talking about. So these are people you might come across later at conferences or you could collaborate with them or all these things. You don't get that back and forth if you are just talking to your agency that's sending anonymous you know, emails out to podcasters. You don't even know what they say. So I so go through the process. You put as much time into it every day or as once a week or how often as you like like uh, based on how many shows you really want to interview on, there's a lot of shows to go through. So if you're set a target for yourself that you want to do 100 interviews, as you go through this process, you'll get to 100 interviews. Wonderful. That is so rich. And I'm learning lots from you as well. And I agree, it makes sense that if I got pitch that was well-researched like I did from you, then chances are I'm going to reach back out and want to find out more. So you getting on this podcast is a great example of your own process and approach working really, really well. Yeah. I mean, I should say, I, you know, we hadn't met before and that's what's happened throughout this entire process. And I've had an opportunity now with different podcasters. I mentioned doing collaborations and so on. I've actually gone on and done different projects with people that I've met just through this podcast process. So think of it more as a broader approach to everything that you're doing and you're writing your business as opposed to just one-off type of interview. That's really helpful. So one last question today, Case. I'm curious, once you've landed a show, once you've recorded the episode, what you can do after the show that increases the value to that podcast host and drives traffic to that episode to make sure that you get the value that you want to out of being a guest. Yeah, I absolutely have a plan about how you plan to promote. So based on, for example, social media, of course, is the most popular way. So depending on which social sites that you're on, set up, even create templates for yourself. It's okay to do that. We're talking about being 
really personalizing with the podcast, you could do that. You could personalize every single post as well, but have a template ready so that you could go through it quickly. One of the things that happens now, you're really organized, <laughs> Becky, but not everybody is. So a lot of podcasters, suddenly one day you receive an email that says, hey, your show's live. And you're like, oh, I had a hundred things to do today. You know, I'm not going to be able to promote right away. But again, have a plan. As soon as I receive an email that the show is live, I will schedule on my calendar within the next, you know, whatever, 72 hours or something that I will post all of the promos. And again, you're more organized than some. Some hosts do not send any graphics or images and so on. So have templates for that as well. Have one, you know, Instagram size, Twitter size, all the different ones. Have it all set up ahead of time. So as soon as you get the email, you know things are live. You could even ask the podcaster, let's say some podcasters send you the links for their website. I think that's the preferred way to promote that way you're driving people to their website. But if they don't go and grab the link off of Apple Podcasts, you know, you can find those very easily. So just put that plan in place. And then if you have an email list, include promotions to your email list as well. And as I mentioned before, you can also go back to those episodes all the time. That's a lasting asset that you have out there. So if, if somebody says two months from now or 10 months from now, it says, when, did you, when were you speaking about guest podcasting and provided a summary? I said, oh, I did that on this show. And then you can go back and you could have them all organized on your website, graphics of the show with a little write-up about what they're about and just point people back there. So you could always go do that. So I would say, yeah, set up your plan about how you plan to promote, create your template so you're not thinking it through every time, like, I don't know what to say. And then have a process also for putting something on your website to point people back to the show. Perfect. Well, this episode has been full of possible actions that authors may want to take to become a podcast guest as a means of marketing their books. But I'm wondering if you could pull out two favorites case because we always at the end of every episode want to give people things they can yeah. implement today. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll go back to selecting your keywords. I think that's really, really important because as, as I mentioned, the podcast directories just don't have good search engines. And if you put in a keyword for your subject, you might miss a whole bunch of shows that don't use that specific word in their title. So really think broadly, spend some time thinking through what are all the types of keywords that a podcaster could be using to talk about this subject. Like for guest podcasting, I reach out, you know, marketing podcasts, brand podcasts, strategy, influencing, all, you know, all these different things, because I try to think broadly about who might be talking about that subject. So you, you do that. And then there's the different podcast directories I mentioned. And what I like to do first is make a long list of potential shows before I start researching one by one. So I give myself, I have a chart and I you know, track everything. It's a good idea to track everything because a lot of shows have similar names. So you want to make sure you're not looking at the same one all the time, but go into the first research. A good directory to do that, for example, is Listen Notes. Listen Notes provides about one or two lines of description the first time you're searching. So you could just make a quick list of, say, 100 shows and then go in and search each one one by one to find the information and do that longer search that I talked about. So I think that's a more efficient way to do it instead of to give yourself a list so you can have a sense of, of how many shows you might be able to get to. And again, you're not going to find all the information for all of them. It's not all there. Even contact information sometimes is hard to find. But the approach, I always say, keep going on to the next one. If you don't find the information, move on to the next one, because there are so many shows that you could be looking at. I just love that. Thank you so much for giving our listeners some action steps they can take today. And for those who would like to learn more, Case, about what you do and how to find you online, could you share a few ways that people can connect with you? 
Absolutely. I have a Facebook page at Guest Podcasting. So I post there about some of these things I've been talking about and new things that I see. And the website is podcastgueststar.com. Podcastgueststar.com. Exactly. And there is also a checklist that summarizes everything I just talked about. It's a free checklist. So that's at caselane.net forward slash checklist, but you could also find it on the website. And we will put all of those links into the show notes. So we invite you to hop over to the show notes and definitely click that link to download Case's checklist. Case, thank you so much for being with me today. You have been a delight and I love the chance to get to meet you. I hope we can collaborate in the future and I wish you best success in all you're doing. Thank you so much. This is great. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. If you're looking for hands-on help to market your book or have a question you'd like to hear me answer here, please email me, becky at weavinginfluence.com.